You're listening to the Airshow Atlantic podcast to honor, educate, entertain, and inspire. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Airshow Atlantic podcast. I am Tim Stevenson, once again joined by Executive Director of Airshow Atlantic, Colin Stevenson. Good morning, Colin. How are you doing? Good morning, Tim. All right. So since we last spoke, which was, I believe, probably a couple months now, uh, in episode three, we outlined our new show design for this year, which was the drive-in format. And there's been quite a few developments in our airshow world since then, and that's what today's podcast is going to focus on. So what's the latest and most breaking in terms of Airshow Atlantic 2021 this year, Colin? Well, it's a sad day. Hmm. We, uh, As you said, we, we spoke last time about the design of the event and how much work had gone into putting this thing in a design that was safe for people to attend. Um, and we felt we'd done quite a good job of it, but COVID-19 has since that podcast re-emerged. Mm. Uh, the third wave has been upon us, and um, the uncertainty that surrounds that third wave and our preparations for the show is going to cause us to cancel the event for this year. Heartbreaking, right? Uh, it, you know, It's really tough when so many people put in so many hours, um, and it's not just the volunteers and the staff and the organization. It's um, people at the municipality in Colchester County and Truro, the people in the province at Events Nova Scotia, um, our performers, our uh, other hired professionals that have contributed to the plan. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into making this thing happen. And a lot of things that have to happen in sequence well before the event takes place. Mm-hmm. And we've just approached that critical go-no-go date where we have to have high confidence in a great number of elements and the confidence just isn't there. We're, right. we're not going to be able to do it successfully. Yeah. Yeah. It really is a, a, a timing issue with, you know, there's a lot of conversation in the country about, you know, reopenings and timings around vaccine rollouts and us being a late August show date, you know, it really was getting to the point where uncertainty is the word that keeps coming to mind for me. We, we, as you pointed out, so much should have already happened in a normal air show year in oh. terms of preparing for an August show. We we would have written contracts with our performers in Las Vegas in December at, last year. At ICAST, right. <laughs> so, so we still don't have contracts with those folks. And it's getting just you know too late for them to be able to say, well, do I do, I do my practices? Do I get my airplane ready to get out of the hangar? These guys are actually making decisions about whether they buy insurance for the show season or they just buy enough insurance to keep it parked in the hangar for right. the year. So yeah. they're they're approaching these critical moments as well because a lot of our performers don't have shows to go to. Currently, there's not a fully aerobatic performance by the Canadian Forces Snowbirds in Canada planned before August. Right, because they had to cancel right up through July. Yes, yeah, Spring Bank in Calgary canceled a week and a half or so ago. Um, they've got a scheduled performance in Michigan in June, Mm -hmm. but there's no air shows other than non-aerobatic flybys booked for the next couple of months. And the snowbirds are going ahead with their season. The CF-18 Hornet is going ahead with this season. There will be abbreviated seasons, but they don't have shows to go to. Mm -hmm. And 
how that spills over to the civilian world is those guys can't afford to invest in performer insurance if they're not going to have places to go. The and other the other factor too is are we going to be able to get them here? That was the big thing um, is what's the Atlantic bubble or the Nova Scotia bubble going right. to look like? What's the quarantine period going to be? What regime do we have to set up to get them in here safely and, and do it? The province is in a terrible position to be able to say, here are the rules, because the rules keep changing. Yeah, and very tough position for them, because we're we're asking for answers for August now, and in April, and in March. In the middle of the third wave. And yeah, they're just unable to give them. Vaccines are going in arms. Um, like, I've got my first shot. Uh, my second one was August 26, two days before the show. Um, but uh, a lot of us are going to be vaccinated by then, and the rules are potentially going to relax, but not in time for us to put things in place. Right. So here's a really critical one. The aerobatic safety box is the most critical piece of safety that we design for the event every Ex- explain year. Explain what that is for fans that might not know. This is a, a, a 6,000 foot long by 3,000 foot deep. So it's over a mile long mm. of an aerobatic space that all the aerobatic attitudes of the aircraft take place in. Right. If they're over 60 degrees of pitch or 70 degrees of bank or upside down, all these types of things, over certain speeds at certain altitudes, it all has to happen inside that box. And for a little pit's airplane, that's a lot of room. Mm-hmm. For a nine-plane snowbird formation, it's not a lot of room. <laughs> and so it's a big space. And on an airport that is not fully fenced, right. the aerobatic safety box actually extends out into the woods yep. where there are ATV trails and hiking trails that we have to secure. And that takes really specialized communication and mapping and grids. And all the people that do that work for us every year, mm-hmm. they're not doing any training this year. Of course. So ground yeah. search and rescue groups are not allowed to do anything other than core search activities. So they can't go out and fundraise by participating in an air show. Right. So they're not going to be ready to do it. So I can't get airplanes safely in the air. Yeah. That's they, not the kind of thing that volunteers can, can go out and no, do No, no. The, the, the Lions Club is not going to go <laughs> and secure this airbag safety box. God bless the Lions. And we love the Lions Club. <laughs> but, but that's not a job for them. Yeah. Um, and, and we won't even let them flip burgers. But so like all these jobs have to be done by people with experience and, and special skills. Right. And so without that, you've got a safety issue. Once you've got a safety issue, the whole thing comes yeah. apart. But even if we put it all together, and my jump is the sponsors have been awesome. Yeah. Like uh, Truro Toyota, uh, Green Diamond Equipment, Aerotech, uh, Aerotech Engines, yeah. uh, it, the, the guys at PAL Aerospace are going to host the Snowbirds at, at Stanfield Airport. Like all these people have been wonderful to us. Yeah. Um, but we can't give them a, a guaranteed safe environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fans, overwhelmingly the fans wanted to be there. Right. We did surveys. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We conducted surveys um, just over a week ago now. We spent about 10 days asking you, the fans, you know, are you going to feel safe at the show with this drive-in format? We asked about ticket pricing and things like that. So we were really trying to design this in a way that fans would feel safe and and be able to to afford to come to the show. Um, And the results of that, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the heartbreaking part. And that's the tough part. Yeah. Um, I think about the 11-year-old who's not going to be inspired to join the Air Cadets. Yeah, and this is that opportunity. I think about the 90-year-old who wants to go to the air show who's a veteran and won't get to the air show because they won't be here in another year's time. These are the things that keep me up at night. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's it's terrible to, to make this choice. But after going through a year of cancellation already... 
with the help of our supporters and friends and a little bit of cash in the bank, we've scraped our way through to survival and we'll get through uh, another hard 12 months uh, before we can produce again, yeah. but, but absolutely minimizing everything. But we just are not in a position to make any kind of risk. And the inherent risk of air shows is it's an outdoor weather dependent event in the maritime. Another big factor <laughs> on a normal year. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so we we couldn't afford to have you know Hurricane Irene that rolled through <laughs> two thousand nine again, um, that type of thing. We we just can't swing it. So uh, so we just we we got to make the smart call so that we're able to make ten more air shows or twenty more air shows instead of losing it all on this one. What about you know you alluded to securing the aerobatic box and the specialized training that 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 requires, other roles that are specialized in terms of an air boss. Where are we getting our airbus from? Uh, an announcer. Those, those people that typically, if I'm correct, come from outside Atlantic Canada for the most part. Yes. In order to get RCAF support at any air show in Canada this year, um, you have to have a certified airbus. Right. So, yes, I could airbus a show. I'd be terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, a certified airbus is someone who knows how to make this choreography work and, right. and do it safe. Transport Canada is involved. The Air Force is involved. You get a, a SFOC, a, a special a flight operations certificate mm -hmm. um, it, from Transport Canada to make this happen. And the airbus makes all that work. Well, our, our airbus is in Ontario. Yeah. The other qualified airbuses in Canada are in Ontario. There's a couple in Quebec, there's a couple in BC, you know, and that's where they have to come from. And yeah. I have no confidence that they're going to be able to get into the bubble um, in time to make this thing happen, mm -hmm. just the same way as the performers. Right. Um, our sound system comes from Ontario. Our announcer was coming from BC. Um, it's just too many um, uncertainties, too many things that we can't have confidence in. And that kind of leads to the discussion of, well, why do you decide this now? Mm -hmm. Can't you decide this in August 1st? When there won't be a quarantine period, everybody's got a vaccine and they're allowed to travel. Life will seem better. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's terrible to be able to say, sorry, we got to make the call now because things have to start getting in place. Our insurance policy has to be enacted. Um, it's really con a, a contract domino effect. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, as we alluded to a few minutes ago, yeah. the things that should be taking place now and months prior, just we've been in a holding period yeah. in, in, in much, uh, much respect. Um, what about performers? Um, you alluded to the snowbird season uh, pushing forward. What was this show lineup going to look like? Uh, you know, civilian performers from outside of Canada were pretty well completely off the table from the get-go yeah. in terms of international performers. Yeah. The show that we had designed for 2020 was going to highlight vintage aircraft. Right. We had World War yeah. II. That we had the Spitfire, Mustang, Corsair, all Harvard booked. All this it was uh, most of us come from the states. Yeah. It wasn't going to be an option this year. Mm -hmm. So this year we we're going to bring in some aerobatic performers. We we're going to bring in the Harvard from Ontario. Um, we we're going to have a, a nice little lineup that way because, mm -hmm. it, of course, everything's trying to be minimal risk. Yeah. Um, but because we we're on the same weekend as London. Uh, the Hornet was going to go to London and we were getting the Snowbird just right. to put them up. Yep. The Skyhawks had already canceled their entire season because they weren't performing. So this wasn't going to be the traditional show that we typically put on. Mm -hmm. We're used to, you know, practically world-class uh, air shows. Yeah. And, and, you know, our last season that we produced air shows, we had the Snowbirds and DeBert, we had the Red Arrows in Halifax, <laughs> and we had the Blue Angels in Greenwood wow. all yeah. in one year. Yeah. So I guess the universe decided that we had been to the mountaintop. Yeah. <laughs> it was time for us to take a little break. And so it, unfortunately, it's two years in a row. But 
Um, even right now, the, the, the cyclone out of Shearwater, um, it's not authorized to do a fully um, aerobatic um, capabilities demonstration. Right. It would be available for flybys only right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Kingfisher is not at Greenwood yet. We'd love to show that off, but it's not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, Herx and Auroras are some of the busiest aircraft in the RCAF. Um, the Cormorants are going through a midlife upgrade and, and availability for them as a challenge. So it, it was going to be a tough year getting people here. Um, now, the wings and the squadron, like 403 squadron up in Green, uh, Gagetown, I should say, were very enthusiastic about coming down and showing off the Griffin. Right. But um, how do we get those performers to, to be in, in a secure area where they're not engaging with the fans? Um, how do you house the aircraft overnight? Like the Aurora could fly out of Greenwood and yeah. not have to land. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you manage that with a Griffin? Um, and how do you keep those guys safe? Because the military has this stay fit to fight attitude and they're really keeping their people for away good, from the public. For good reason. Uh, yeah. And yeah, most of the military is going to have their second shot by the end of June. Yeah. Right? yeah. But still, we can't make those decisions today based on uncertain cloudy crystal ball right. from August. Yeah. So and it's, it's you, really hard. You lump all that in with the factor that Obviously, there's going to be nothing on the ground this year. There's no, no static, st- no static display with the drive-in format. So the you know we would have done our best if if able to, but the, I think it boils down to the quality that we were going to be able to safely produce this year just wasn't up to Airshow Atlantic's normal standards. And then with it all being at the risk of the weather. Mm-hmm. We are not in a financial position to take any kind of loss. Right. We got. We got to survive to to live to, to fight. You know, another day and put on another decade. Do, more more air shows, yeah. not just throw throw the dice on one that wasn't even going to be what we preferred to put on. Right. So it's it's been a it's been a hard slog. Um, we've been all winter designing and redesigning and adapting this thing, and the the volunteers that have put their heart and souls into this thing. Uh, can't thank them enough. Mm-hmm. The fans who, you know, stuck with us. We we got sixty or seventy fans that we're finally doing refunds for for their twenty twenty tickets. Right, that left their they, ticket they, money with they us. Said, Keep yeah. the cash. We yeah. trust you to put on a show whenever you can. We'll be there. Yeah, and that's that's what you want in your fans. But now we're obviously going to do refunds for those folks because we don't want them to wait another year. Right. Um, now, if they and whoever's listening to the podcast um, are thinking about the show and its survival. Boy, that 50-50 draw is going to be more important than ever. It sure is. Keep, yeah. us, keep us ticking. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. Um, related to that, I think there's another announcement we can make. Um, probably sometime, well, I can say sometime in June, for the first time, we're going to be launching an online retail store. Yeah. <laughs> Which is you know, very cool. The, the, the pandemic has caused us to be very resourceful. Yeah. And we've had some plans in the works um, to create additional revenue streams so that we're not wholly dependent upon one weekend a year. Yeah. Um, and we've launched our new brand yep. with, with the Lighthouse yep. and the Airshow Atlantic logo. It's all, all looking good. But for the first time, we'll be able to put that on, uh, you know, a, an embroidery stitch in exactly. a hat or a shirt or, you know, we've got bumper stickers, uh, you know, there's all sorts of license plates. License plates are going like, nice to be really cool. And yeah. we're only a couple of weeks away from launching the online store. And so it'll be important for our fans to find a way to support us that way, get the brand out there and make sure people know we're not going away definitely not this is a move that solidifies our future mm-hmm. not ends the association exactly because we were close we were close to shutting her down very a year ago. close um, yeah. and so we've struggled through we're scraping and clawing as a little not-for-profit to to make it happen so the online store the 50 50 draw that's important stuff not only to 
get a few dollars coming through, but make sure the fans know we're not going away. Yeah. We're going to be back. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the right note to leave this on. Um, anything else you want to add to, to well, that? Well, we'll come back and talk a little bit about the, the Canadian industry and how the whole show season is going as, as it becomes a little more clear. Yeah. Really looking forward to the Snowbirds acceptance show in the next few days. Right. Uh, Moose Jaw. Yeah. Their, their training in Comox is done. The Hornet was out there as well. So th- there are some good things happening in the air show world, just not in our particular neighborhood this year. Um, and, and we're sorry. We tried really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. But uh, we will be back. That's the key. Yeah. That's the right note to end on. All thanks right. Too. Well, thanks again, Colin.